Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And we're back. Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and it is another beautiful day here on our show because we got everybody here. We got Zach Sneef. Zach, how are you, sir? Man, Phoenix, I'm doing great. Uh, it's definitely different recording on a Tuesday morning, but <laughs> I'm here for it. So yeah, yeah, bright and early, uh, schedules permitting. <laughs> We had to do a Tuesday, but that's cool. But we also joined by, of course, we had to give him his, his flowers, our season three co-breaking champion. We'll see how long he keeps it. Brandon, how are you, sir? Man, I am good, Phoenix. You know, I, 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 I keep saying this every recording. I think I'm going to keep it. Um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, we'll see. But I, I think I'm willing to bet you I'm going to keep it. But that being said, I am good. It is good to be back. Um yeah, um, I'm I'm happy to be talking older movies again. Yeah. Um, I'm starting like I, I kind of just like just in the pool of uh, people who who listen to us. Um, like every person who listens to us has, has messaged me and said like, "Hey, yeah, your Django episode was incredible. Like it might be my favorite episode." So I mean, I think talking older movies is good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, how are you doing, Phoenix? Well, I'm awesome now, especially hearing that. So that felt good. Um, yeah, I, I'm digging. I'm digging the throwback episodes that we've been doing, and you know, no, no reason to stop soon. Um, we are talking about another older film. Uh, this one, I believe, is from 2009. 2009? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me let me triple check because I am right. Yeah. I'm checking right. Yeah, yes, 2009. 2009. <laughs> yeah, so 2009, directed by Neil Blomkamp. Uh, we are talking District 9. Uh, this movie uh, starring a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> but Charlton Copley, Jason Cope, Natalie Bolt, Sylvain Strike. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of random people in this movie that I don't think I've heard of ever again. But um, Neil Blomkamp, who's the director of such movies like Chappie and Elysium, uh, he also did the most recent uh, Gran Turismo movie that's out in theaters right now. Uh, this movie was actually nominated for Best Picture in, in 2010 at the Oscars. Uh, yeah, so that, <laughs> that definitely piqued my interest of in why I wanted to cover it. Um, but actually, I think this was Zach's suggestion. So, Zach, ha have you seen this movie before? What did you think of it? Uh, no, I hadn't seen this movie before at all, actually. Ooh. So, uh, we'll we'll talk about what I think of it here in a minute. So, what what made you pick this movie for us to to watch? Oh, just because we well, this was one of the ones that I said, well, maybe we should stick with some of the directors who are coming out with new movies. Ah. Uh. And he uh, did Gran Turismo, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was the way I put it was 
I wanted to do it that same week, but we you guys ended up picking this week, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Okay. Because you guys were like, yeah, we want to see it, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Neil Blomkamp, uh, I haven't gotten out to see Gran Turismo yet. Um, it's not out for another week and a half. Yeah, it's not oh. out yet. Oh, it's not out? Oh, okay. Well, sweet. Well, I can say that seeing this movie, which is his Best Picture nominee movie, has me intrigued to see his new movie. Um, <laughs> but let, let's talk about District 9. So the, the, the plot of District 9 is that uh, 30 years ago, aliens arrived on Earth, not to conquer but to give or to give aid, but to find refuge from their, from their dying planet, separated from humans in a South African area called District 9, the aliens are managed by Multinational United, which is unconcerned with the aliens' welfare, but will do anything to master their advanced technology. When a company field agent contracts a mysterious virus that begins to alter his DNA, there is only one place he can hide, and that is in District 9. So this is filmed sort of as like a documentary, um, and it, it really has that documentary feel. We got a bunch of talking heads. Uh, throughout it and there's news clips and stuff like that i do think it was really original in how it tell it told its story you know really making it feel like it was historical document rather than you know just a narrative feature film uh and i love the spin that they put in a lot of (laughs) in a lot of uh media you know like you know how people be like oh we're not getting the true story. And it's because, you know, the media will misconstrue and lie a lot of things. He's photoshopped having sex with one of the uh, creatures. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, like, yeah. So like, I I dig that. I thought, I thought the way that this movie was told was probably its most unique aspect of it. But uh, what about you, Brandon? What did you think of district nine? Yeah. I mean, I mean, from start to finish, um, when I hear that, when I kept hearing the term District 9 and seeing the poster, I knew it was going to be an alien-related film. Um, I didn't expect it. To, I uh, Consider me Ryan Johnson here. Um, <laughs> like, I, my expectations were completely subverted. Like, as soon as, hell, even like five minutes into this film, um, just, I, I, I was thoroughly impressed with uh, the the story they told and how the story moved. Um, There were a couple sequences where I'm like, okay, uh, this is kind of dragging on a bit. But I mean, overall, just on a creativity level, this is something I definitely hadn't seen before. So I really appreciate it. I agree with that. Zach, what about you? Uh, I'm going to kind of a little bit disagree here. I mean, it wasn't that I think it was bad. I just think that my expectations for it could have, the way it was talked about, like it, it was a little higher <laughs> and I don't, I definitely don't think that it met what I was expecting. And at the end of the day, yes, they did it a different style. Yes. It is unique in a sense. However, it just kind of reminds me of a throwaway sci-fi movie on a channel. Like in 20 years, no one's going to remember district nine or care. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel about it. Unless For, of course aliens happen to descend upon South Africa and then, then it'll be a, a case study. 
<laughs> yeah, see, um, so like I, the CGI wasn't the best in this film, but I'm not no. faulting it because it came out in 2009. It's just like, it's one of those things where I'm like, it's kind of on the same level as the CGI and the flash and the flash, but the flash has no excuse. <laughs> I, it's, it's definitely better than the flash, but I think it's on par with what I'm talking about. It's just like, I give, um, I can give district nine a pass because of the lower budget and um, the year it came out. But Flash has no excuse. I know I'm going on a tangent here, but uh, so your nominees for Best Picture uh, from t- 2009 were The Blind Side, An Education, Inglorious Bastards, Precious, A Serious Man, Up, Up in the Air, and of course District Nine. Um, this was a Best Picture contender. Yes. <laughs> And alongside that's news to me. Wow, exactly. Alongside that uh, lineup, uh, and I feel like I'm missing one because I don't think either of those were the winners. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that like because that lineup is so I don't know bizarre. Kind of yeah, it's it's a little all over the place actually. <laughs> um, what yeah. one? That's what I'm looking for right now is – okay, yeah, so – sorry. It was the Hurt Locker. That, I knew that was missing one. So it's Hurt Locker, Avatar, Blindside, An Education, Inglorious Bastards, Precious, A Serious Man, Up and Up in the Air, and District Not. So Inglorious Bastards should have won that year. I will definitely disagree with that. But uh, <laughs> um, Hurt Locker I'm not upset with, but – that was a very weird lineup, and and I remember hearing like uh, District Nine was a, was a nominee, and much like Zach, I was like, okay, so if it's a Best Picture nominee, this is going to be very interesting. And almost like ten fifteen minutes in, I was asking myself, I was like, this is a Best Picture nominee? <laughs> like, was like, what what happened that year? <laughs> like, but this was actually the first year that they opened up. Best picture from five films to ten. So uh, okay. this is this is why I guess this one snuck in there. But yeah, because I'm like I'm thinking about it. I'm like I get the Blind Side. I totally get Avatar. I completely get Inglorious Bastards, even though I don't particularly care for that film. I completely get Precious. I totally get Up. No question about it. Um, but this one, <laughs> like. I was just like, uh, at at some point, I was looking for the the quote unquote best picture esque uh, part to come into play, and I think it really does just come down to how it was shot. Like, I think that's what really kind of boosted its chances was that it was such an original concept uh for for how to talk about an an alien invasion story Mm -hmm. so i think that's what really put it over the edge but that was that was kind of shocking to me yeah um i'd have to agree with you there Uh, i think definitely it got more brownie points because of the documentary style um filming aspect of it um i love how a lot of the a lot of the interviews that they have take place after everything happens and they sprinkle it throughout the film. I think that's really well done. And you you come to find out, I'm like, hey, they're in the same clothes. They're in the same place. 
They're telling the same interview that we've been watching this entire movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, um, I will say like it's it's I, I, I kind of want to get the negatives out of the way because there's so many positives for me personally in this film. Okay. I'm glad you have some. Yeah, I'm yeah, actually yeah. very curious what they are. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, um, I think some of the action sequences kind of kind of dragged on a bit towards the towards the end. Um, Oh yeah, when like because he's dealing with the with the with the Nigerian pirates, he's dealing with um, um, the the government after him. So he gets this super suit, and after he takes out the. the, the pirates that for me is where I'm like, okay, uh, we can kind of be done with this. And then he has this whole big super fight with one of the, uh, one of the, I guess you can call them Marine guys or one of the guy, one of the soldiers, he, it, that fight kind of dragged on for too long for me personally. So. Okay. That's I don't know. Negative? I felt like for me, the whole movie was dragging on too long. Like I kept looking and I was just like, when is this over? Like, when, <laughs> like what? Like the, and the problem is, is normally if it has like a decent storyline, I would, I would be a little more lenient. But the problem is, it's like, I felt like nothing really surprised me with this story. Like Ooh. it was like, Okay. Like, except for the part when he started growing a freaking alien arm. Like, of course, no one was expecting that. But, like, beyond that, like, the whole thing is just kind of like, I don't know, just very plain. Like, very, uh, the bad guy is going to go after the good guy. The good guy is going to win. Like, and it's, it's, it's. I've seen it a million times, you know, and adding aliens in the mix doesn't doesn't really change the story that much. And it's not like it's creating a universe that's going to build on each other. It's this is the movie. I I will say, like, because I didn't know what this movie was about. Like, I didn't I didn't even read like the synopsis before I pressed play. So I was like, so and I've never seen a trailer, so I was literally like just thrust into this this movie. And you know, I'm not big on science fiction. I'm not really big on alien invasion stories either. Um, so you know, when when I saw that this was the flavor of this movie, I was kind of like, okay, like you know, it, it doesn't have the any of the things that I particularly gravitate towards, but. Uh, I'll, I'll obviously I'll watch it. Um, yeah. So the the science fiction, the the alien invasion part, uh, it, it wasn't crazy to me. My my whole thing is make me care about the characters, right? Make me care about the world that you're building. And I think he, they do a decent enough job of that. Like to me, the whole idea of you know these prawns they're they're aliens they're creatures from another planet but you know these people can understand their language they uh you know they house them in a slum and then they're they're being abusive towards them and you know trying to kick them out i'm like i i get it like i get the sort of metaphor there uh you know how 
<clears throat> governments treat like uh, foreigners. Aliens. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I get that. Um, and I thought it was cool that you know the guy who's like in charge of you know rounding all these guys up ends up you know be turning into one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that aspect of the story, I thought was all cool. And again, I think I, I agree with Zach where it feels very plain. Like the the story itself is very plain. So I think the strength of it is just the mockumentary style in which they made it that really highlights and, and, and gives it more layers than, than say a normal science fiction alien invasion film would. Honestly, it reminds me of an off brand men in black. Yes and no. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes and no. There's, there, there's some similarities. Sure. Um, what is that? Oh, can you guys hear that? They're really yeah. Loud. What is that? Okay. Somebody just ripping ass over there. <laughs> that's, is that you, Zach? That's the people outside on in my lawn. <laughs> Sounded like someone was ripping ass. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're doing lawn care. <laughs> That was perfect. I can't believe you guys can hear that from outside. I mean, I can hear it, but I can't believe the mic's picking that up. Yeah. Oh, man. That was funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> Where did we leave off? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was perfect. I said it's like the off-brand Men in Black. Right, right. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm leaving all this in, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so I, I, I kind of see what you're saying here, um, but at the same time, I mean, there's there, there's an agreement but disagreement side of it. Um, yeah, I need to go back and rewatch Men in Black. It's been a long time since I've seen those films, but, um, but yeah, no. I, I agree um, that... The story, story wise, it feels like when you look at it, when you're trying to compare it to another film, it kind of feels plain. Um, but but like when you're looking at it from like for me, like an outsider view of I'm like, OK, let me just go into this not knowing anything at all. I'm like, OK, I really vibe with this story. Um, but yeah, no, uh, but like I said, the negatives uh, just for me, just the action sequence is kind of dr- drug on a bit. But I mean, I, I sympathize with the character really like, especially now because like I have a wife It's just like, could you imagine something happens to you and everything that's told to your wife moving forward is a straight up lie of what happened to you and like why they can't see you or why can't like you get taken away for testing and your, you, your wife, you get your wife gets told that you're dead. And then your wife ends up getting told, oh, no, he's alive, but he 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 had sexual relations with an alien. It would have ended better for me if it ended that way. Being what? told that you were dead? No, my I'm saying my, my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god! 
we're not making it through this one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That was brutal. Uh- <laughs> He's like, no, oh. my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, getting back to the district. <laughs> Let's move on to what's good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, we never actually broke the seal. I'm sorry. So, so if you uh, haven't seen District 9, this yeah. is officially your spoiler warning. Um, so if you haven't seen District 9, to, uh, pause this review, go watch it, come back here, and let us know your thoughts. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so what I find interesting about this movie is it kind of does predict the future in a little bit. Because, you know, recently the U.S. Congress revealed that, yes, like, there is alien life forms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, like, a whole interview on it. And ever since then, I've seen... <laughs> we really aren't going to make it through this. But <laughs> I have seen these memes online. It says... It talks about clapping alien cheeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie... <laughs> Came out, you know, 14 years ago, so I think they did a good job. <laughs> what the hell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They did it first, so. They did it first. Wait. So you mean to tell me Winkus was kids and which clapping those alien cheeks? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh my goodness. You. Oh my god. I, I did not think <laughs> District 9 would be the funniest comedy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh okay. my god. Uh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh. oh god. So now that we got that out of the way, hopefully. Uh <laughs> I hope that the main thing that you guys take away from this episode is to they clap alien chiefs. That's yeah. what <laughs> you take away. They were yeah. visionaries. <laughs> they, were they, they, did, they did what the Simpsons did. <laughs> oh my god yes but to that point um yeah so kind of casually like they like the congress just admitted like oh yeah you know what I'm saying aliens are real which i'm like oh duh but <laughs> but also like like it's, it's kind of weird that you know we would confirm the existence of aliens and then and then maybe even to suggest that we have some currently here, I think is 
unsettling. And especially, you know, this movie in particular, um, talking about predicting the future. Like, if we are to treat alien life form, especially because these are prawns. This is what they, I don't know if the, they're actually called prawns or if that's the slang term for them. But like, uh, it's a derogatory term for them. It is a derogatory term. Okay, but like, so they are on the lower lower level of uh, alien life forms, uh, apparently though. Uh, so they're very submissive. They they take orders. They don't really, you know, what I'm saying they're they don't really have a lot of autonomy. They're very self serving, uh, uh, subservient. So uh, because of that, they they you know abuse them and use them to their advantage and i'm guessing like in whatever planet that they come from like they are the foot soldiers they're the they're the workers right so again there's another allegory of how you know we treat people who aren't you know as advanced as the rest of the as the rest of the world you know you guys you you guys do the dirty work that nobody else wants to do and and you get you know, shit for it. So like, that's, that's their life. And, uh, my thing is, and I really want to hear your positives, uh, Brandon, because my thing is, I feel like a lot of the, um, allegorical storytelling that they were going for here, they really didn't. I mean, it's kind of mentioned, but it's never like explored further. Cause I feel like they are focusing a lot on the action um, you know, and the sci-fi nature of it all, I feel like they're very much more focused on their visual effects, you know, to, to those things. So I feel like there's a lot of meat left on the table here for in terms of storytelling. Yes, yes, definitely. Like I, I could, I could totally see them um, working on a sequel um, at some point, like. I, they, you don't even need to call it District Nine Two or anything. You can just change it to a different district. Man, they really got to cut that out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can totally see them as doing like a District Nine Two or something. Like you don't even need to call it that. It's just like, um, like something I, I thought would be cool would have been cool if they did this with. Um, I mean, they do it. With, they do it with the purge. Like they tell you the different zones of where it is. It kind of like derailed itself with the titles. But the first and the second one, I'm pretty sure they changed the titles on it. Yeah, something like, like that. it still it still remained the purge, but they changed like the location. I could be wrong, but I'm um, not sure. Yeah, Oops. yeah. I actually yeah. I finished the entire purge series, and I don't I don't remember. So. <laughs> The crazy part is, is this is how I, why I don't think it's a great movie is we really haven't said much about it. And we pretty much summed up like the entire movie. <laughs> like there's really not much to say. And the, the parts that were the most interesting are the jokes we made about it. <laughs> so I, like, I, I don't know. The more I think about it, I think the lower I think about this movie. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think that there are good aspects to it. And like, so to me, because they, they flaked on a lot of that allegory and stuff to me, the most interesting aspect of this movie was the Nigerian gang, right. And their leader who wanted, uh, the power of the aliens, right. He, he really wanted that. 
So he was like eating alien hearts and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they, like the theories that they had for what this alien power, you know, could do, like what it was, you know, capable of. I thought it was very interesting, like their their whole role in this, right? They're 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 abusing the 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 prawns as well because you know they're selling them cat food at an extraordinary price. They're being you know super aggressive towards them. They even kill a few of them. Yeah, like the whole voodoo witch doctor of it all. Like you know, he wants to. You know, he he stabs uh, Winkus, and he's like, you know, trying to drink his his blood or DNA or whatever. He, thinking he, he'll become super strong and stuff. Yeah. And I realize, I realize because he's in a wheelchair, like he's he's disabled. So he was trying to, you know, fix his fix himself. Like he was trying to gain that power so that he could, you know, maybe become stronger, or whatever. You know, what I'm saying so that he wouldn't be disabled anymore. I think that was his his whole goal. Um, and to me, yeah, that was the more interesting aspect of this movie was their violent nature and what their ultimate goal was. And I thought that was that was really cool. And it provided some of the more gross out moments in this movie. Like that was another thing. Like the first like 20 minutes, I was really struggling. I was really struggling because I was also trying to eat. <laughs> and I don't know why I decided to do that. But like there was there's some moments like number one, I don't like to see people throw up. It it just it unsettles me. I hate I hate seeing that. Um there's just a, there was especially when they were like going through to evict everybody, there's a lot of scenes where it's like, oh, oh like when they when they find the eggs and they have, and they set that on fire, and they're talking about like aborting all that. I was like, oh, oh my god! Like it was so disgusting. <laughs> like, like, and he's bragging. It's like, oh, you hear it popping? It's like popcorn. I was like, dude, oh, dude, this is this is gross. Like, so I struggled for like the first 20, 20 minutes because there was just a lot of like really, really disgusting, unsettling imagery <laughs> like throughout throughout the first like half hour or so of the movie. Um, yeah, and even his transformation, like, I don't think this got a nomination for makeup and hairstyling, which I think is strange, um, because the special effects makeup on, on him in particular, on Vincus, was astounding, like, you know what I'm saying, I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Fly, yeah. I, I, it's on my watch list. Okay. Like, when it comes to, uh horror effects makeup the fly is probably the, like the pinnacle of like body horror uh you know transformation and i thought they did a pretty spectacular job in kind of matching that aspect of it uh to to create his transformation so again while uh some of the imagery some of the visuals were unsettling i do think Stylized, style-wise, style-wise, it was it was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about that that final shot for a second. Okay. And because it's it it finishes up the documentary and it zooms in on a on a green creature who you're just for a, a split second you're like oh they're just going to show just another 
another creature suffering in District Nine, and then you're and then you put two and two together. You're like, oh crap, that's Vicus. I'm like, mm-hmm. crap. Yeah, when he's fully turned into one of them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unsettling realizing that like you you don't know how much time has passed. Um, Christopher had left uh, for three years and ho- and hopes that he'd come back. And you just you don't know how much time has passed. You don't know if he ever made it back. So yeah. I, I like the unsettling ending of it. You like you just you never find out the fate of if he's able to be cured or not. And if he, I mean, at the, at that point, if he does, once he does get cured, what like is he? He can't return to normal life. I mean, I'm curious. It makes me wonder, like, if if all of them were once, you know, something else, and and that's what turned them into what they are. That the, I'm curious about that. Um, or if, you know, it's just something that happens when their DNA crosses with another species. I, I'm, I'm curious because even in the beginning, uh, they, they like, number one, they eat cat food, but they behave like dogs. Like, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, maybe it's not the nature of this particular alien, but maybe it's their original nature that has now been transformed into what they are. So mm-hmm. I'm curious if that's the case. And I think a sequel would, would improve upon that. Concept. Maybe they're all cats. Or maybe they're all cats. Exactly. <laughs> like, that could totally I will say cat. one of the most unsettling parts for me was when he's eating the cat food. Oh, oh my God. And, like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he keeps puking it up. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's how you know you're down bad. Like when you're <laughs> when you're shoveling cat food out of a little cat can, yeah, you you hit a low for sure. <laughs> you hit yeah. a low. <laughs> it's it's a little beneath rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk about the design of the of the aliens though. Like, um, they're they're over the top. I would say. Maybe what? maybe purposefully, uh, the the look of the actual of the actual creatures. Um, they look like roaches. Yeah, they look like 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 large insects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that was, that was a little unsettling as well. And then for them to be so much violence, like you're you're literally like murdering uh, these cats. Like yeah, so yeah, it was deeply unsettling. Uh, just the look of them, and again, because I didn't know what this movie was about, I was just like, all of a sudden, now I'm seeing like monsters, <laughs> like you know, creature feature, and I'm just like, uh, like why is it so like? There's it, it's it's got moving parts, so like you'll see like the 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 teeth move, and then you'll see like their stomach move, like hands and stuff. It's just it's really well done. Like I'll give them that, like in terms of like the visuals that they created, it's very well done. It's just gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I have, I, it's, it's weird. Like watching this movie, I'm like, okay, I can see where we have a lot of points to talk about, 
And I feel like we just kind of knocked him out really quickly. Yeah, but that's okay. So uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up then. Um, Zach, what is your final rating for District 9? You know, I had it at three and a half. I'm thinking I'm going to be moving it down to a three. Yeah, solid. All right, Brandon, what about you? I think it was a solid film. Um, I like the creativity of it, but I think just some, some of the sequences, like I said earlier, just kind of dragged down a bit. So I, I think I, I, I gave it a three and a half, and I think I'm going to stick with a three and a half. Okay, I think I'm going to ride that three and a half with you too, Brandon. Uh, it's a solid film. Um, Concept-wise, execution-wise, I really dug it. Um, I don't see myself watching it again, however, unless, of course, there's a sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a very deeply unsettling movie. Uh, but as if you're in the science fiction, if you're in the alien invasion stories, I think this is, this is definitely going to be, uh, a staple for you. For me, it just didn't, it didn't sit well. So <laughs> I wasn't moved by it. But other than that, I thought it was solid in terms of how it was done. All right. So. Let's move on now to uh, what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. All right, gentlemen, it's been a minute. What have you seen? What would you recommend, Brandon? Man, I have. I've actually just been. I've been. I've been going through just watching so many movies lately, um, and I think I'll. I think I'm I think I'm pretty good to talk about this one. Um I finally watched um a movie that I've been putting off for far, far, far too long. And I don't know why. I finally watched I mean this was last month, but I finally watched Catch Me If You Can. Woo! <laughs> Steven Spielberg's one of Steven Spielberg's best. I easily. I love that movie so much. The cat and mouse between Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio is just so good. Um, Leo, when he, uh, a, a young Leo still like just, this is like just barely past um, Titanic, which really put him on the map. Um, it, it's just, it's such a good movie and just every performance kills it. And just like with the whole like with the whole cat and mouse game just you're on the edge of your seat the entire time so definitely for me i'm i i gave this an, I, I keep saying easy five stars with films hmm. this was such an easy five star to give out for me nice all right zach what about you so for me it's it's a little weird because i haven't really watched any old movies recently and we're not Right now, we're not really recommending any new movies. Mm. So, for me, one thing I have watched recently, um, by association with my roommates and um, a couple other people who I know, is some anime. So, I'm going to recommend an anime series um, that I've been watching. It's really good. It's called Eden Zero. Ooh, And yes. it's really good. Yes, I recommend it checking it out. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's um, about uh, space exploration. Yes, um, Eden Zero is one of one of my favorite animes. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So, so you've seen it too? Okay. Yeah, awesome. I've seen it. Yeah, my brother's very big into anime, so he'll he'll be like, that. That's literally all he watches. So he'll send me everything. Uh, 
But um, for me, uh, you as you guys know, I've been going through uh, Greta Gerwig's Barbie uh, watch list. Uh, unfortunately, because I've been nonstop working uh, for the past 10 days, I have not had a chance to finish anything from that list uh, for a while. But I was on Peacock scrolling, and I actually found a movie that I really wanted to see for a while. And I finally got a chance to see it, uh, which is this movie called Shooting Stars, which is about uh, LeBron James and his uh, friends in high school and how they became, you know, the best team in St. Vitus St. Mary's uh, high school history. So, you know, local hero of ours here in Ohio. So I uh, had to check it out. Shooting Stars. It's on Peacock. Uh, I would recommend it. I do think it is a pretty solid movie. I love sports movies. So I'm always down for a good basketball movie, good football movie, good hockey movie, whatever it is. So <laughs> really big on those. So if you get a chance to check it out, if you got Peacock, I, which I highly recommend you get, Peacock is, is quietly one of the best streaming services. Uh, I disagree heavily quiet. about that. Quiet. Uh, the, the, the only thing that uh, uh, Peacock has to offer is its WWE content. Depend, you know, depending on what you're looking for, I think think quietly Peacock has some, some solid things. So uh, that shooting starts for me. Uh, Eden Zero from Zach and Catch Me If You Can from Brandon. Please check out Catch Me If You Can if you're not seeing it. I mean, it's a ridiculously good movie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but highly recommend watching that. Yes. All right. And that'll be what's good from us here at Film Code. And now I am so excited because it is that time. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. Never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it was your code word this week, and you gave it to us late. <laughs> Very but late. we got it. So remind everyone what your clue, your code word was, and all your clues, please. Uh, my code word is entertainment. The movie came out between 1980 and 1990. The main character is a singer, and the additional director for this movie was also an additional director for an Oscar-nominated um film in the mid 90s okay and you never answered my question of whether they were a singer in the film or they're a singer in real life oh i didn't even see that so uh it's a singer in real life Okay. okay phoenix kick us off yeah i wish i was confident in this answer but uh crap <laughs> uh where did it go okay uh no that's not it okay uh, <laughs> I, I i don't like i don't like what i came up with um so i went with and i don't i don't understand how how uh what is it um entertainment comes into this because it's probably wrong but 
I went with a movie from 1984, 82, something like that. 19, <clears throat> sorry, 1988, <clears throat> actually. Um, your uh, additional director is Richard Patrick, who uh, did uh, who did some additional directing on Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and on Crimes and Misdemeanors, um, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and your movie, your your singer is Eddie Murphy, who also uh, sings uh, outside of acting. He did a lot of singing back in the eighties. Uh, and that movie is Coming to America. That was my guess for entertainment. I I, I know that's wrong. So Brandon, what do you got? <laughs> if it ends up being, see, I mean, I think I followed down the same rabbit hole. If it ends up being Coming to America. That movie has already been done. I don't know. On Code Word. Yes. So I don't know if we're able to, to redo things. But I think my clues also led me down the rabbit hole to coming to America. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong here. But um, I think that's just where we both ended up at. Zach let a little smirk on his face. I'm pretty sure we're wrong. <laughs> and you guys would be wrong. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. movie is called Uff. UHF. Oh, God. I've never heard of that. That's a weird (laughs) Your singer is Weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) And the uh, additional director uh, was also an additional director on... um, Hang on. Let me pull it back up. I didn't even go He was also an additional director on uh, Shawshank Redemption. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cool. All right, so we're all tied. Came out in '89. And what what is the entertainment? Uh, it's aspect? based on a so in the movie, it's based on a television show where he's trying to drive it up. So it's entertainment. Wow. Wow. Okay. Not as good as tennis ball, but okay. I like. I mean, I, I, you guys got it wrong, so I think I did pretty good. You you did you did great because I, I <laughs> I'm looking for it and it's so far down here I never would have had the patience to keep looking for it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I would know. also like to say I came up with that within like maybe fifteen twenty minutes or so. I think. What made I, you think of this movie? Have you seen it? I look no, I haven't seen it at all. <laughs> uh. No, I looked up Hidden Gems. This one came up, and I was like, oh, that seems like a good one. <laughs> Not bad. All right. So there you have it. UHF. Uh, yeah, 1989, directed by Jay Le- Levy. Additional directing by uh, John John R. Woodard, who did Shawshank Redemption. And there you have it. That is our code word to today. Uh, yeah, I never would have guessed this. <laughs> so Zach is officially on the board. We are even two points each to start the season. Oh man, this is going to be a fun, long season. All right. Well, uh, let everybody know where they can find you guys. Zach, where can everybody find you, sir? Uh, you guys can find me on X at Zach Sneath, <laughs> uh, or you can find me on Letterboxd at Z Sneaks, uh, that's Z-S-N-E-A-K-S, and for X, it's uh, Zach, Z-A-C-H, 
last name is S-N-E-A-T-H, and that's where you guys can see what I'm watching. Alrighty. And Brandon, where can everybody find you, sir? You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C, ears over on Letterboxd and Twitter. Um, that is Phantasmic Ears. Go check out what I'm watching. Um, and yeah, thank you guys again for listening. And you guys, <laughs> you guys can find me on, on Twitter at IMHO Reviews 1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Clouded. And as always, guys, please follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at FilmCodePod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>